Hello and welcome to another episode of the Melton True Blue Podcast. This is episode 12. Uh, we're in a little bit of a different venue today. We are up on the terrace. Uh, September is here, falls in the air. It's nice, it's 75 degrees outside, and so uh, we thought we might as well switch it up and come outside. I'm here today with a very special guest. Ariel. Ariel Drink. Um, she's been with us for how long now? Four and a half years. Four, so when's, when's five years? February. February. So we'll just round up. Five years. Okay. All right. Well, we definitely want to dive into that more here in a little bit. Um, before we do, I was talking to Arielle this morning, getting a cup of coffee, and you've had some really cool travels these yes. uh, this past week and then and up, upcoming week, right? Yeah. This year's been a travel year. Okay. So. Tell us about it. Last weekend, I was in Cancun. This coming up weekend, I'll be in the Bahamas, but I'm doing a cruise. Earlier this year was Greece, so. Okay, so when did you go to Greece? In May. I, I didn't know that. I did Yacht Week in Greece. Okay, how was that? Amazing. Was it amazing? Where did you stay in Greece? Uh, well, we stayed on the yacht. <laughs> you stay, did you go into the islands at all? Yeah. Which ones? Poros, Hydra. Did you go to Santorini or? Athens. Okay. Um, Mykonos. We didn't do Mykonos and Santorini. Okay. We did all like historic small islands. What do you think about Athens? Uh, it's okay. I've been to, I've been to Athens. It was yeah. okay. Yeah. It's not Santorini or no. Mykonos. Yeah, at it's all. not. Yeah, it's a it very nice. different. It's like very like New York City-ish. Like it's very. Very. Like, everyone's on the move. Though. So Cancun this past weekend, and you're going to where this next weekend? Sorry. Cruise to the Bahamas. Cruise to the Bahamas. How do you have you been on a cruise before? Yeah, this will be my third. You like cruises? No. <laughs> okay, so why <laughs> why are you going? Um, family. Okay. Spend time with my yeah. cousins. Okay. So I went on a woman cruise when I was younger. Um, I was probably 16, 17. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of the cruises. I don't know. I just felt very, I, I can't sit still. You know me well enough. So like on the cruise, I feel like, you know, yeah. in like a beach vacation, I, I don't do well just like reading a book on the beach. Like no. It's just not for me. So. Excursions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I, need, I need more of those. So, um, well. Good. I'm glad you had a year of travel. It's always good to get out, and sometimes you have some really cool trips planned out uh, here in the next few weeks. So congrats on that, and welcome back from Cancun. Um, did you fly there? Yes. How was the uh, How was the air travel? It wasn't bad. Okay. No layovers. No missed flights. No, I almost missed my flight there, but. So I'll tell you a funny story, and we'll dive into the podcast. But um, so we talked about Greece. So my wife and I went to Greece on our honeymoon, and um, well, I guess it was. So we got married in 2020, so it had been, uh, this is 2022 because we had COVID, or 2021, so COVID year, we couldn't go to Greece because of COVID. Um, but anyway, it was uh, Bedlam, so it was OU versus OSU, the day we were flying out. So I'm on my phone watching Bedlam, right, and not really listening for the gates or, you know, when to call, okay? Um, and we miss our flight to Athens. This is a true story. This is a true story. So... <laughs> Obviously, rough start to the vacation, right? So, uh, my wife's crying. Like I'm like, you know, trying to stay calm and not freak out. And we go up to like the uh, like the airline uh, customer service person, and like, you know, my wife's in tears. Like, cause we're like, we had missed the flight. The flight was already bought. So like, if we if we missed the flight, like, we couldn't get it back or something like that. Cause it, they gave us a refund for COVID. Cause we had bought it before. Oh, okay. And so we go to them and we're like, we missed our flight to Athens. Like, we need to get to Athens. And um, she said, oh, no problem. We can get you to Athens uh, like here in the next, here in the next few hours. And I'm like, oh, perfect, thank God, you know. And she's like, um, 
She's like, yeah, uh, we have flights going in and out of Georgia all the time. And I was like, no, Athens, <laughs> Greece, not Georgia, Athens, Greece. Uh, but luckily, the, uh, the flight, the customer service person was amazing. It was American Airlines. Um, and we had to reroute to, I think, Charlotte. And then Charlotte had a flight going out to uh, Athens uh, that same day. So it all worked oh out gosh. great. But anyway, I thought, You're like... You were going to Athens, Georgia. Yeah. So we almost went to Athens, Georgia instead of Athens, Greece, which was pretty funny. But um, <laughs> anyway, that's my funny travel story. Um, but let's dive into some into some Melton talk here. So you said five years with the company. Um, how'd you hear about Melton? You know, I, I know a little bit about your backstory, uh, but these folks don't. So how'd you hear about us? Well... I actually always wanted to be in transportation, so when I graduated college, I actually moved to Nashville, but I was interviewing for another company's transportation um, position, and when I moved back to Tulsa, I researched transportation companies, and Melton, of course, came up as one of the top places to work in transportation in Oklahoma, so I tried multiple times to work for Melton. <laughs> Um, but then I ended up somewhere else and, you know, it popped back up and it worked out for me later on, maybe, uh, about four years later. So you said your, your dream was to be in transportation? I don't know about my dream. Or that was like your I goal? I always wanted to be why, why did you always want to be in transportation? Like, I feel like it's not like a, a common <laughs> thing for someone to really want to be into. Because it's an essential job. Okay. So like from what age did you know you wanted to be in transportation? It like really college? started when I was in college. Okay. I was like, you're not like nine years old being yeah. like, okay. I mean, I went to college in Arkansas. You know, in Arkansas, there's a lot of big companies sure. there. Yeah. So there was always transportation companies that always came and spoke to our business program. Okay. So, I mean, transportation makes the world go right Yeah, it is. So. It does. And it's really cool to see it firsthand, right? Um, especially in your role, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But, um, you know, when you see these things happening, when you see it in real time and uh, it also makes you appreciate things and, and how they get to where they they go, right? Because um, we know the uh, the background behind it. So um, I agree with you. It's totally essential and um, almost patriotic in a little bit of a way, you know, just making the world go around. Um, you said you went to college uh, in, in Arkansas. So where did you attend university at? The University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. At Pine Bluff. How far away is that from um, just University of Arkansas? How far is that from Fayetteville? Uh, about three hours. Okay, so pretty far out uh, and what was your major in business marketing business marketing okay and did you go to high school here in Oklahoma yeah I went to Edison Edison okay so what brought you out to Arkansas you know a boy mm. <laughs> okay sorry to bring that up on the, on the podcast um, <laughs> that didn't work out <laughs> that didn't work out okay well hey if he's listening now look where you're at now you right? made it right um, so we're glad to have you here in Oklahoma, um, but I, I love the Arkansas area. I think the uh, the town um, and like the landscape of Arkansas is really beautiful. The hills, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff in Arkansas. I, uh, I grew up going to Fort Smith a lot, um, and we do career fairs in Arkansas. We go to Fayetteville a lot. Um, Fayette Chill is what the, is what the kids yeah. call it these days. Um, and what's what's the main street on Fayetteville? Is I have it, no idea. No. What's like the party street on Fayetteville? I have no idea. You never like went to Fayetteville while you were in college? No, everybody came to us. Everyone came to you? Okay. Yeah. Everyone came to Pine Bluff? Yeah. No way. That's not true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you graduate <laughs> college. Did you do any internships or anything like that or did you go straight to your, your first job? I did do an internship in Pontiac, Michigan for a legislative marketing position. 
for a summer. Alright, and then so we got done with the internship and then we went to Coca-Cola? Well, I finished the internship and went back for my last year, my senior year, and then I actually moved to Nashville when I graduated college yeah. and worked for a company called Assurion, and they're the insurance company for cell phones. Okay. So I worked there for a year and then moved back to Oklahoma and worked at Coca-Cola. Yeah, so you started, so you got your feet wet in transportation at Coca-Cola, right? And you were a dispatch? Yep, customer scheduling dispatch. Okay, so a little bit of a TAM job and a DM job in one. It was like a TAM, DM, and a little bit of sales. It's kind of all in one. Okay, and you're like booking your technicians, right? You're not really... Yeah, so anyone who had like a fountain machine, a vending machine, a cooler, we would go out and service them anytime they had an issue or something went wrong or a new installation, we would plan that on our drivers. And what territory did you have? What what area were you working? The West Coast. The West Coast, okay. How, so you were working with the techs that lived in the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, what's what's that like working at West Coast time? Is it just everything needs to happen all at once? Or No, it was very chill. Really? Okay, yeah. so even California area? Yeah, everyone was very chill, unless it was like a... Emergency. Uh, yeah, yeah, emergency or like a top priority account, which that would be like your McDonald's. Sure. Your Burger King's, your, you know. But typically most places have more than one fountain, so they'd be okay for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, because you have a backup fountain. Yeah. Um, speaking of Coke, Coca-Cola, um, the the machines, what are the new ones called that have like all the different flavors in it? The Freestyle. The Freestyle. When those first came out, mind-blowing. I just thought those were so cool. And I didn't know how they worked. I was like, how do you have this many drinks in one machine? Um, and I still get overwhelmed when I, when I go to one. And I'm not a big soda drinker. I'm usually a water person. But like, when they have the Freestyle machine, I'm like, well, I'm going to try just like... A little bit of everything. Yeah. It has every flavor in the world yeah. on those things. So you can get Powerade, you can get Sprite, you can get Coke, you can get, you know, my high favorite, My favorite freestyle flavor got bottled. Oh, no. Not by okay. my choice, but what was it? which was the, the orange cream Coca-Cola. The orange cream Coca-Cola, oh, yeah. I've tried that one before. I usually do that with, mixed with vanilla. So I'm waiting on a cherry vanilla Coke with lime. Ooh, okay. I've never tried one feature. Yeah. See, I was going to go to the nearest freestyle machine. I don't know where the nearest freestyle machine is. They, usually, they have them in a lot of places, though. They do. And I trust the places that have the freestyle machine. Like, oh, this is a good company. They like the you know, the freestyle machine's good. After, you know, my job, I don't trust any fountain <laughs> you know, machine. You've seen the ins and outs of the fountain machine. Okay, I so you, zero you, stick to, you stick to the bottles. Bear, I I try to stay away from fountain machines okay. right. and vending machines. Alright, this is good to know though. This is really good to know. Now I know, now I'm going to be terrified and not, you know, use a fountain. Although I will say the Freestyle is probably one of the better machines okay. to drink out of. Okay, that's good to know. All because right, well, they're I'm... cartridges and not syrup boxes. Okay, see, this is... I'm glad we have you on the podcast. This is good to know. If we don't get any any other let the drivers out, know. Yeah, if we stay don't get, away from the fountain. If we don't get any other information out of you, like we got this, this is what we needed to hear on the Melton True Blue podcast. Drink water. Yeah. So you come from Coca Cola. You come to Melton. Uh, where did you start? Where did you start at at Melton? 
As an inside sales rep. As an inside sales rep, yeah. And what are you now? Uh, the inside sales coordinator. Okay, coordinator. So moving up a little bit. So I had two territories as an inside sales rep. What territories did you have? I started in the West Coast. <laughs> okay, you can't get away from the West Coast. So I started in the West. Yeah. And then I essentially piloted the Mid-Atlantic Territory when we decided to make that a territory. Um, I moved over there to kind of start that off to obviously make sure it's profitable and make sure it's worth being, you know, a territory yeah. on its own. And then, inside sales Okay. And so tell me what, let's back up to ISR. Just kind of give me a, a, a quick snapshot of what an ISR for Melvin Truck Lines does. Everything. Okay, Every, that's, a great, <laughs> that's a great answer. Love that. They're going to be your customer-facing rep. So anyone who does not have a contract, even some that do have contracts, they're going to be your go-to person for rates, for any updates, um, any future loads, any future projects. I mean, you name it, we're the first, kind of the first stop for they decide whether they want to go to a contracted account or whether they, you know, see Melton a good fit for them. So we're kind of like that. So you're, so you're quoting your pricing yeah. and you're, you're really, we, we call it cradle to grave. You're, you're starting from, you know, the very beginning yeah. and then all the way until the shipment's finished. That's kind of your, your yeah, project, your baby. Start to finish. And, you know, sometimes we start with a customer who has never shipped with us before, or we, you know, bring on customers that maybe shipped with us 15 years ago, yeah. or who might get that phone call that they passed one of our drivers and are interested so we kind of get any and everything all the phone calls from anywhere emails from the website yeah. who are interested so we're weeding through those to see if they're a good fit getting them set up shipping their first load shipping even hundreds of loads if they see us fit or if they have that much business yeah, and then trying to, you know, convert those customers into a contract to customers is the goal. But a lot of times they may stay in the spot market. Yeah, we too. have some customers that stay in the spot market for years. Which is they, fine. They'd yeah. rather do that and it works best for them. Sure, yeah. And, and sometimes it works best for us. I, I think it's, it's what it comes down to is what's best for the customer. I think, you know, Melton, uh, the business we are, is we know that our, our customers come first, right? You know, obviously our drivers then our customers. Uh, but we want to do what's best for them. And so... Um, you know, I think the ISR team or the inside sales team does a really nice job of being that, that customer service, but also the sales face of, yeah. of Melvin Truck Lines and doing a little bit of both. I, I think you wear a lot of hats, um, especially, you know, like, like you said, moving the shipment from point A uh, from the very beginning all the way to point B at the very end until it delivers and then keeping in contact with that customer and really building a rapport. Yeah. Um, how, how many of these customers do you know almost on a personal level? Like, are you talking about, you know, like personal stuff with them? Um, I try to be like that with all of my yeah. customers. So a lot of them, you know, know about my vacations, know what I have coming up. Um, I know some of them have kids and the sports they're in. Yep. And 
if I talk to them the weekend before they have a game, you know, I'm checking in the next week asking, you know, how was the game, right. how did they do, so. Yeah, and it's the beauty of it, right? You know, it's not just a, a transaction, you know, between Melton and customer. It, it really feels more than that, right? At the end of the day, are we moving their freight? Yes. But are we also building rapport and, and almost making a friend or treating them like they're an employee or, or a family of ours? Like, yeah, that's what we do, right? And that's kind of the Melton way to treat everyone um, the right way, whether you're the, the biggest customer um, in, in the lake or the smallest customer in the pond, right? You're going to be treated the same way um, with fairness and, and value and integrity. So your team does a really good job at that. So you moved to the inside sales coordinator role. It's tell me a little bit of a difference. I know it's a little bit of a promotion for you, so congratulations on that. Uh, but can I tell me the differences of what you're doing now versus then? So now I would say I essentially have the entire UX. <laughs> um, so anytime anyone on our team is out, I'm stepping in. So I have to stay knowledgeable on absolutely every territory, every account, just kind of knowing everything. Um, and working on special projects, something that may take you know additional time or more eyes or more attention. Um, I take on those projects. Um, trying to bring on new accounts, just like the regional sales managers, you, yeah. know, you know, just want to bring on profitable, good accounts that, you know, are going to keep the wheels turning, be good customers for our drivers, or if we have any, you know, accounts that may be failing, or accounts that we may just, you know, need extra eyes on, I'll take on that account so we can get it back to another rep, but... Other than that, just... Yeah, and so our, our regional sales managers, for those who don't know, they're out in the field, right? So they're out in the states, visiting customers, going, you know, business to business. How much are you working with the RSMs? Um, essentially, we work with, all of us work with, should be working with our RSMs daily. And, and talking, Yeah, and talking to them daily. Because um, once they find an account out there, you know, if they're going to move on to the next account or go to the next door... You know, they want someone to touch base, follow up with them, make sure, you know, we're getting our feet on the ground and not getting forgotten. So typically we're communicating with the regional sales managers on a day-to-day -day basis okay. to make sure we're all on the same page with all of our customers. Yeah, I think it's really good to have that energy communication between the two teams too. Yeah, I think a lot of companies have their um, folks around the, out in the field and the people who are in the office and... Um, there's a lot of miscommunication there between those two just because there's so much distance between uh, the two. And I think with our communication, our style, um, working with a, a regional sales manager, someone out in the field, and your team with inside sales, um, you know, we almost do that simpatico. We work hand in hand together, and um, it makes everyone's life a whole lot easier when you do that, yeah. right? You know, if you don't have that communication between the RSM, um, things can get missed, um, and we try not to do that as best as we can. I think that works good just with Milton in general with all the departments. So you have your inside sales reps who are, you know, working directly with the customers and quoting and giving spot rates and the TAMs, planning and working with contracted customers and then the driver managers working specifically with the drivers. It allows everyone to focus solely on their part of the puzzle. So Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the best way to put it, is is a puzzle. Um, this whole thing is just a giant puzzle. <laughs> it's yeah. all it is. And like, we all have our pieces that we have to put together for the puzzle to be complete. Um, and then, you know, I always use the example, uh, you know, especially in your world, you know, um, in, in operations, 
uh, you know, you, you almost get done with this puzzle at the end of the day, and then at night someone comes and scrambles it up, and then you put the puzzle all back together the yeah, next day. every right? day. Um, but that keeps it fun, too. You know, I've always said I, I wouldn't enjoy a job where it's just the same thing every day. And, you know, I feel with our jobs, um, it's so much different. There's a new challenge. There's a variety. Um, just different flavors, you know, of, of Melton that I enjoy. It's a new, pro new, new puzzle every time, and, and I like that part of it. So, um, you know, as far as, as Melton as a company, I know we talked about your role and your job. Um, what do you love about being here? You know, five years here, that says a lot about you, but also says a lot about Melton. What, do you, what keeps you here? What keeps you coming back? Every day is different. Yeah. Every day is a challenge. Every day you're learning something. Every day you're encountering, you know, a new scenario. So nothing, nothing is the same. And I like a challenge, so that's what keeps me coming every day. That's what keeps me working every day. Is it really? It's like a Sudoku, a puzzle. Yeah. Every Ruby's day view. it yeah. just, you know, it keeps your brain going. So that's something that I enjoy about the job and about Melton as a company is there's always changes, there's always something new, there's always, you know, a new event or, you know, getting to know new employees or coming yeah. in and seeing different drivers. So every day is, is different. Yeah, it, it, it truly is and that's, that's the beauty of it. And, you know, for me, I always say it's, it's the people here, right? And I know you got a lot of great friends here. I see you in the gym quite a bit with some of your, some of your friends from work. Um, and, and that's a big thing for me too, right? Coming in and enjoying my, not just the job, but the people that are surrounding me, right? Um, you know, if you have the best job in the world, but you're surrounded by, you know, bad people, well, that job doesn't become that great, right? Um, and so, you know, I think we're, we're blessed to have a great job and be around great people and really just make the day. Um, you know, I, I never dread coming to work. It's always just a good day. I always have fun. There's hard days, absolutely. Um, when you're surrounded by good people, you get through those hard days. So I definitely like that too. All right, so just some closing thoughts from you. Um, we talked about how much you enjoyed Melton, your job. Um, would you recommend Melton to a friend? Yeah, I definitely would. I've recommended a few. You have, They're yeah. here with us. Yeah. I've been here for over two years, three years. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm trying to rack through my head of some of your referrals, but um, I love employee referrals. I think they go such a long way, and I think Melton um, really, you know, prides themselves on the employees that we have in the building, and, and great people tend to know great people, right? And so it works out really well. Uh, well, fantastic, Ariel. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you being on. Um, have a blast on your trip coming up soon. I'm jealous. I will. Yeah, um, and thanks for being on the Melton True Blue podcast. And everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if you are interested in being on the Melted True Blue podcast, please re reach out to me. Um, and thank you for listening.